1: pittsburgh steeler fans what's going on this is jeff hartman senior editor at behind the steel with you for another episode of the steelers preview we are previewing the week 15 game between the steelers and the titans at heinz field this sunday one o'clock and this guy that i'm going to introduce will be there live dave schofield what's going on dave
2: well not too much just uh excited for this game it's nice to see um the Steelers play the Titans and it's the entire rest of the NFL having serious covid issues and not <laughs> affecting the Steelers Titans game.
1: <laughs> it does seem like that's a trend. Now you said Big Bro is going to be with you, right?
2: Absolutely. It'll be the two of us in 122 Row Cute, seat 1617. Come see us.
1: How and has, how often does this happen that you that are we've sitting gone- next to one another?
2: next, uh, this is either game four or game five. I'm trying to remember. They've won every one. That's why we're busting it out. We were there. We've even seen them host Tennessee before in the Dilly Dilly Thursday night game. We were at that one. So I'm pretty sure this is number four because it was Atlanta. It was the Dilly Dilly Tennessee game. It was 2019 against the Rams. And then now this one.
1: Yeah, because I asked you that on the Slack channel. You didn't respond. And I said, you guys have a good record. And I was like, (laughs) Why did you say that? When? I said it earlier today when you told me we are pulling out all the stops. And I said, oh, okay, I, what's your record? I, Four and wow, out, and that's I, good.
2: Com- I completely missed that one. That's
1: okay. Yeah. So with Dave going to the game, my partner in crime will be in the post-game show, Brian Anthony Davis. What's up, Brian? Hello, fellas. And there's two things that
0: just alarmed me about what Dave just said. Dave said that... Every time they go, they win, and the COVID protocol with Tennessee. So if you don't mind, I have some wood here.
1: We've got enough
0: Uh, of you
2: listening in podcast. That was actually Brian holding up a board. Um, because if (laughs) if you didn't know that, that could have sounded really bad based on what he said. But uh yes, that for those of you watching, you you got it perfectly. For those of you listening, just thought I'd give you the play-by-play. So it's you're not worried about that where this is not
0: PG-rated anymore. If, Man, hey, you I'm, know not, anything, I'm not even thinking that way
1: gosh no, <laughs> on, no. if you know anything if you listened to the Steelers preview before which I want to say this is the longest standing behind the steel curtain podcast you're going to get a few laughs in the show at some point so <laughs> we're starting early we're starting early I, it's hard to believe we're close to Christmas uh, gonna next, the next time we're on uh, next Thursday will be Christmas Eve actually it'll be Festivus holy cow we're going to be on during Festivus this is amazing yes you know? <laughs> I I know, and I thought about that.
0: (laughs) I was listening. I was listening to your Merry Christmas memory, Merry Steeler memories, and you mentioned whether you if you celebrate Festivus like they do on Seinfeld. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, that's Thursday. That's perfect.
1: How we are going to air? We are going. We are going to air some grievances. That's for sure. We are going to (laughs) air some grievances. I've had a lot of problems with you, problems with you people. All right, but anyways, (laughs) let's get right to it. Um, I want to talk about the the title of the show first. Uh, there's a lot of news I want to get to, and we will get to all that. But to me, after last Thursday's game where the Steelers lose and everyone uses different adjectives to describe the performance embarrassing, frustrating, deflating, whatever doesn't matter. It was bad. My theme for tonight when I thought about this title was the response. So how does the team respond? And I think it's safe to say that the Steelers backs are against the proverbial wall here. You no, know, it's not a must win in Dave Schofield's terms, mathematically and all that, but their backs are against the wall. Like they, they've got to come out swinging and win a game that they're not supposed to win. And I would say, I don't think they're going to be favored in any of these games, the final four. This one's getting close. This is almost a pick game game uh, with the Titans this Sunday, but Brian Steelers backs are against the wall. How do you think they're going to respond on Sunday at one o'clock?
0: I really f- think they are going to respond like gangbusters i expect them to come up fired up i expect a touchdown on the first drive and i expect dave schofield and rich schofield leading the terrible towel wave and making that crowd crazy firing that team up i also expect renegade to be paid played seventeen thousand times
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey wouldn't hurt uh dave what do you think about the team's response with the way they're they're coming into this game with the stretches coming up.
2: Well, I granted they almost made a really big comeback, but to me, the way the Steelers played in the first half of this game, or even like I say, the first 40 minutes, kind of felt a lot like when they played Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Except this time they did have some fight at the end. What did they do when they played Cincinnati? What'd they do the next week? They beat Baltimore. Yeah. So I'm hoping that they can have that kind of response, especially the defense of the defensive front that played so well against Baltimore after, after that debacle that was against the Bengals. So I'm hoping that they can like wake back up again and maybe have a response game like they did with that one. But all we can do right now is hope because as we can see with the Steelers team and not just the Steelers, it's not just the Steelers. So many teams in the NFL in 2021. You just don't know what you're going to get from game to game. And even with the Steelers quarter to quarter.
1: So Dave, I don't want to ruin your stat geek, which is a great episode. If you haven't listened to the stat geek this week, please do on runs on Thursday mornings. Can you please tell them the information about the Steelers coming off of Thursday night football on their record?
2: Yeah, I just decided I was going to look it up because I didn't know if it was good, bad or indifferent. And I was really surprised. The Pittsburgh Steelers have won seven straight games following a Thursday night game. So there wasn't one in 2020. Didn't have to, so it starts back even with 2019. So this streak goes back all the way to the last time the Steelers lost the week following a Thursday night game was in 2013. Under Mike Tomlin, in all, they are 11 and four. So, and one of those four was Tomlin's, first year coaching in 2007 when they had the Thursday night game, the next to last week of the season. And the last week of the season, they went into Baltimore with Charlie batch and resting everyone for the playoffs. So uh, if you can even count that, I mean, you count it, but just, just, you know, a little asterisk next to that one. So just remember that this team, when you give them that three extra days of prep under Mike Tomlin, and to me, the three extra days isn't just about rest. It's also about coaching and implementing a game plan. They come out be- usually better um, the next week.
1: And it looks like they might be getting some players back. Dave, you have the injury report handy?
2: Oh, I will hear shortly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and,
2: I, I know most
1: of it by heart, yeah, actually. Yeah, go ahead. Let's talk about that. Um, this will be good to talk about.
2: There's, there, now, there's some good news and there's some bad news. But to me, the good news is with the players you were really looking for. And the bad news is just, well, you don't like to see that happen, if you know what I mean. So good news. Number one, let's start with Joe Hayden practiced today on Thursday. He was limited, but he's got to come back and at least do something at some point to have a chance to play. So the fact that he was limited, don't know if that means he'll play on Sunday or not. But if he didn't play, you weren't thinking he was going to play on Sunday. If he didn't practice, I mean. So that that was one positive. The other positives comes to, to, to me, three linebackers in Robert Spillane, Alex Highsmith, and of course, TJ Watt, all went from limited on Wednesday to full on Thursday. you want me to yeah. keep going or you want to talk about those for a minute?
1: Well, let's talk about those for a minute. Um I asked this question to Michael back on my, the blue check back segment on, on let's ride. And it was about Joe Hayden and I'll ask Brian this first. Let's just say that Joe Hayden is able to practice fully on Friday and he's considered ready to go. No game status. He's going to start. What are what, Who are the other corner? Who's the other cornerback starting opposite of him on Sunday at one o'clock?
0: At this point, do
1: you ride the hot
0: hand? And I'm going to say yes. And it's going to be Akella Witherspoon, and maybe maybe Cameron Sutton more in the slot. That's kind of what I'm I'm expecting with the way things have been going without Joe Hayden there. Akela, I mean, now we've heard a lot about Akella Witherspoon being hot and cold, but right now he is a hot hand. Put him in there opposite Joe Hayden. I think uh, I, I don't see why you don't at least uh, try to ride
1: that wave. Dave, would you do the same thing or would you maybe have Sutton outside unless they go into the dime and then you bring Witherspoon out or something like that? I like the
2: idea of, hey, let's give Witherspoon the first crack at it, but I'd also be with a short leash, if you understand what I'm saying. But that only works if you have been since the last game and or even in the past – in anticipation of Joe Hayden coming back, if you've been working Cam Sutton to be prepared to be in that other role in sub packages and everything else. Um, if he's not ready to just step in and do that because he hasn't been working on it this season, because he's you know stayed on the outside, then that's makes it a whole different story. You don't just want to throw him out there um because of one, you know, I, part of a practice on Thursday and one practice on Friday. So I don't know how they, I mean, and there's not really any good reports as to whether or not Sutton is doing that. If they'd go with Witherspoon, I could see them going either way with it. But to me, if you're going to play Witherspoon, I think he did better when he started. So if you're not sure, I would start Witherspoon. But if you need to, hey, we're going to spell you for a little bit and put in Cam Sutton and or try something different if they need to. Uh, That's just my thoughts.
1: No. And I I agree with that. I think they have a lot of options, but it gives them options and that's important. It's not, we're stuck with this player and this player we're stuck with Sutton on the outside, whatever. So let's get back to the injury report. The TJ Watt, he seems he was a full participant. Same was Alex Highsmith. And with, um, old Spilly, Robert Spillane, Mm -hmm. I don't know. You guys, you think TJ Watt is going to be as good as, as good to go as he can be coming off that injury? Or is this going to be another Green Bay Packers performance where you could tell that visibly he was not himself? Brian, what do you think? It very well could be, but I, a not
0: 100% TJ Watt still can't sit on the bench, and you still got to take whatever you can get out of it. You had a uh, a TJ Watt coming off of COVID and, and a knee injury. And he uh, had three and a half sacks the next time he played. So you're not sure what's going to happen with him, but it's TJ Watt, and you expect the incredible with him. And if you get anything less, then you'll be like, well, all right, he's human.
1: Dave, thoughts on TJ Watt?
2: I'm not putting as much on being limited on Wednesday okay. because the Steelers went full pads. And if so to me there's a difference between limited in a full padded practice versus limited in a non padded practice. If, if you know what I'm saying, if it was a bit of non padded practice, maybe he was full maybe Highsmith would have been full, you know, it, you just don't know. So keep that in mind when you see, well, he was limited. He might be fine. It might've been, you know, Hey, you're coming back. We're going with the pads. Let's not have you do everything today because we, we know what we got here. That might've been why Joe Hayden didn't practice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I wouldn't, nah, I still think he might've been limited unless they really felt like he wasn't quite there. Um, You know, just to say, hey, if we're going to have a more intense practice, then maybe it's not for you. So T.J. Watt being on the field, the team has to account for him. I mean, my goodness, the man has missed two full games, three partial games, and still leads the NFL in sacks. I mean, he's going to be a difference maker, even if he's not making big plays. He is going to change what the offense is going to do.
1: No, you're right. And so the Steelers should have their pass rushing duo available. They should have depth and Roberts Blaine. And then there's some other injuries of note. Dave, let's talk about those players that maybe didn't practice.
2: Okay. Well, the other person who was limited was Ben Roethlisberger, um, which was kind of surprising on a on a Thursday. But you know what? There's no I don't think there's any question going on there. All right, you've got the two defensive linemen that came back and were both full on Wednesday, and Carlos Davis and Isaiah Bugs. Carlos Davis, he comes back and is full again on Thursday. Bugs goes the exact opposite direction and doesn't practice. The other ones that didn't practice was Kevin Rader, who was limited on Wednesday. To me, that tells me he got hurt during Wednesday's practice. Yeah. That's the pattern that I see there. And then the other surprising one went from nothing on Wednesday to not practicing Thursday is Zach Banner with the knee. And you have to ask yourself if that's the same knee that had the surgery, if there's something going on with that, or what the deal is. Right now, we don't know, but we'll see if we know more tomorrow.
1: Let's talk about Zach Banner for a second. Brian, I want to ask you, what are your thoughts? I mean, Zach banners he's been on a roller coaster ride since joining the Steelers, and everyone thought this was going to be his year. It hasn't been his year, hasn't played any significant snaps yet. Uh, what's your take on not only Banner's season this year, but also his future with the team? The explanation by Mike Tomlin and what's been bandied about
0: has been that he is a tackle. And with the Steelers playing so many guards and the fact that Joe Haig can move over to guard, that that's one of the reasons he has not been playing. But I've got to tell you, if he was doing enough, if he was healthy enough or doing enough in practice to warrant a spot on that line, he would definitely be in there. So I would probably think that, as much of a leader that he is in the locker room, as much as a spokesman as he is for a team, that with the money that's owed him next year, that he might not be earning it from the Steelers. Let's just say I don't think that they would hold on to him because they would be building around him right now because this is this is a a buildup that's been basically almost two years now.
1: Dave, thoughts on Banner?
2: Yeah, it just it, – it's interesting because, you know, he had the, the coming back off the knee, Devin Bush came back off the knee. With Banner, you had other options that were – that that are out, you know, outplaying what he's doing in practice or anything since he's come back. Bush, you don't. If you look at – what happened when there was no Spillane and two other linebackers finally got some snaps. It, it, it wasn't good. It really wasn't. So, um, and who knows, maybe they got snaps and kind of kicked Devin Bush into gear a little bit because he probably had his best game of the season last, last week, believe it or not. But back to Zach Banner, because that's the question. It, it seemed like that's who they were going to build around. You're right, Brian, based on his, his contract, everything that he signed. But um uh you you can't make the team from the tank, right, Jeff? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the team from <in> the tank. <laughs> sure, yeah, there you go.
2: <laughs> all right. So no, sorry, you can't make the club from the tub. You know, and if maybe the knee never really was all the way back. If if this is more if this is a re aggravation with that knee again, we, we don't
1: know right now. It's frustrating. It, you got to feel for him too, a little bit. I mean, it just seems like he can never catch a break. that's yeah. just what it kind of seems like. He, he was sick that one week where they're like, maybe this is the week banner gets in there and he's sick. Misses two <laughs> days of practice. Yeah. Maybe this is the week. Now nah, he's neat. It just is bad. It's bad luck. Um, okay. So that was really the injury report. I want to get one more question about the response. And yeah, that's kind of like the, the theme of this podcast is how are the Steelers going to respond? I have a better question. How is chase Claypool going to respond? In case you didn't see the article on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, I wrote how the legendary, the great, the Hall of Famer in every stretch of the word, Mean Joe Green, had some very poignant comments about Mr. Claypool and the current state of the Steelers. I'm not not asking about Claypool off the field. How do you think he responds on it? Like this Sunday, you're not going to hear from Chase Claypool, I doubt it, before the game. So what are you expecting to see from him on Sunday at Heinz Field, Brian?
0: Do you remember in, Go- in Bull Durham when when Crash Davis goes up to Eby uh, Calvin Nuke and, and uh, says, hey, you're not going to shake me off anymore? And you just see him shaking his head up and down in agreement every time he threw the ball. That's basically what Chase Claypool is going to be here because he is going to make a first down on this game, and he is going to be as compliant as he can possibly be. He's not dumb. He came out in the press conference on Friday and said, I just have to be better. He's been hearing it all week. Now, if he wants to be defiant, he can. But Joe Green forecasted it as well, said, yeah, you're not going to see a problem with him. He's going to he's gonna be taking the ball right back. And if it wasn't Jay Green that said it, it was someone else that did, but it just seems like if he wants to protect his brand and his spot on the team and men fences with the organization, not I'm sure the organization is a little too, maybe that's a little too much, but maybe men fences with, uh, with the media and with the fans, even though he shouldn't care about that, he's going to do what he needs to do to become a positive face of this team. And it's being compliant, and I'm sure
1: he's going to do it. Dave, what do you think about Chase Claypool? What do you expect to see from your seats in section 121, row Q? 122. Oh, 122, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> row Q, six and sixteen and seventeen. Right? You said it up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. What do you expect to see from number 11 now?
2: I expect to see what I saw last week from snap to whistle. And that was Chase Claypool had a fantastic game really against the Vikings from snap to whistle. It was the other stuff that really got him down. I mean, he, he played well. He just had the other boneheaded bad decision things. I think I I just want to see the same thing from him from, from snap to whistle, um, with the exception of the block that he totally whiffed on, you know, but uh, I don't think that's his big forte. Um, But when it comes to, you know, his work as a receiver, I just want it to be, I don't want him to be the story for things that happen after the whistle. I want him to be the story for his play during the play.
1: I'll tell you what, this is going to be very noticeable. We'll put it that way in a couple of ways. Number one, Defenders are going to try to get in his head automatically. They're going to be jawing. They're going to be just poking the bear. Just keep poking the bear. He's going to respond. Will he respond? That's going to be key for me. He's already had, I think, four personal fouls. He's been fined twice by the league for those two of those fouls. So if he responds, the kid is not learning his lesson. Secondly, you make a big play. Do you have it in you to just give the ball to the official? And we've seen people do it, and I'm not saying he can't be excited, and I'm not saying he can't go and celebrate with his teammates if he scores a touchdown. But in certain situations, you want to make it obvious that you're learning a lesson. You have to change some of the behaviors. And fans, I think, I hope, will recognize this. I think they will see, wow, look at Claypool. Like That was a big catch on the sideline. He just got the ball to the official and went back to the huddle. I'm not saying it's a no fun league, but at the same time, this is this is a guy that he's got to learn a lesson. Doesn't seem like he's learned it yet, but I don't know. We'll see. I, I hope that it's evident. That's what I'm saying. Brian, did you want to add anything to that? Now, you know what? I was just thinking about something
0: because, uh, you know, a lot of players celebrate when teams are down. But I took notice in the Cincinnati game when Fryermuth caught that first touchdown. And I'm yelling at the screen. I'm like, all right, Pat, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I'm like, yes, he just gave it back. And I saw Najee do that twice. The, You know, the first down thing, I love the excitement of it. And I think a lot of people are just completely destroying this guy. Yeah, he does need to grow up. But you want him to grow up as a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers with, as Dave would call it, from snap to whistle
1: talent. Yeah. Dave, anything you want to add? No, that's good. Okay, very good. Okay, I want to finish up our first segment talking about um, the last four games of the season, but more or less – our first question is, do you all think this is Ben's last four games of the of his last regular season? Brian, do you think it is or not? You know what I'm
0: going to say. I've said this for the last two years. No, Ben's a kicking and st- screaming guy. He is going to go away kicking and screaming. He's not going to leave unless you make him. I say this joke all the time. I'm I'm not going to disappoint. I'm going to say it again. He's the guy, your college roommate, that's – Wearing out your Netflix password. He's in a robe on your couch, and he's eating cereal out of a salad bowl. And I'm telling you what, he's not going to go until you make him leave. Ben is not leaving on his own accord.
1: Okay. So you think that – no, don't – okay, so you said all that, and that's fine. You've said that before. But do you think – now, whether it's Ben's accord or not, do you think he's back next year? Do you think this is a final four regular season games as a Pittsburgh Steeler? Nope. Art's going to cave. Okay. So you think he's back. Dave, what yep. about you?
2: Well, first of all, I love eating cereal out of a salad bowl. <laughs> I used to do it all the time in college. And second, I'm pretty sure Ben probably drives something like a Mercedes. He's too too, <laughs> he's too high rather than drive a driving accord. Uh-huh, so I don't, really I don't do. think that's going to be it. Um, but I'm going to this game under the impression that I'm watching Ben Roethlisberger for the last time. The only other way I'm going to get see Ben Roethlisberger alive again is if they win the North and I go to the playoff game. Um, that's just the way I'm operating. Now, could with that mentality, and I think kind of everyone's doing that as well. But, and that's the thing, there's always a big but. I'm not saying it's definite. I'm just kind of assume that it is until next thing you know, it's coming back around again. So I'm... If that makes any sense, I'm living life like I'm feeling. I'm watching Ben Roethlisberger play for the last time. But if you told me once again he's going to be there next season, I'm I'm not going to be shocked by it either.
1: No, and I think Ben is a very emotional human being. Uh, we've seen that, and I think that right now he's in pain physically. Uh, mm-hmm. It hurts him. He's definitely older, and it's not body's not bouncing back as quickly as he once did. I think also. um, he goes with the ebbs and flows of the season. If things aren't going well, he might be thinking, okay, this might be it. I'll believe it when I see it. But let me ask you all this. Let's just, for the assumption, in the sake of this show, let's just assume that Ben Roethlisberger, this these are the last four games. Do you think there's going to be any difference in the way we see him approach the game if that were the case? Or is it just going to be another day at the office for number seven? Brian, what do you think? For me,
0: I think another day at an. office at the office for Ben Roethlisberger is still going full tilt. You know, I've, uh, he has so much to prove with, uh, because I don't even think Ben knows whether this is his last four games or not. I, I'm still thinking in the back of his mind, he's like, all right, I'm going to try to win these last four games. I'm going to try to get some glory. So uh, they're going to want me back. I just have that feeling about him that he is not ready to do it. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in another uniform next year if the Steelers said, Ben, we're done. I, I'm telling you, I, mm. I just don't think he's Yee. done. It's Johnny Unitas in a Chargers uniform. It's, I mean, it, it's Joe Montana in the Chiefs. You know, it's, it's something like that. I just don't see him saying no, saying, no, I'm, you're right, I'm going to leave. So, um, that's that's just Ben for me. But I, I don't think he's going to change anything in what he does. I think Ben is going to – Ben is a competitor. And you think even if it is his last four games, Ben is going to want to ride out on that white horse. And if it's not his last four games, he's going to be playing for 17 more games next year.
1: There you go. Dave, uh, what do you think about in regards to Ben's – Approach. Will we see anything different? Do you think he'll might? I don't know. Draw some plays up in the dirt a little bit more than usual.
2: I think Ben Roethlisberger is going to play like he claims to have always played, which I think he 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 really does. Is that is he's not playing for next year? He's playing to lay it all out on the line this year. He's going to give everything he has to these four games because nothing else is guaranteed. Um, is and and that's really a good way to play it it's he's not playing to save himself for next season and people that wanted Ben gone so bad even throughout so much of the season haven't heard that as much lately the last couple games have we because ben Roelssberger showing that he still has it now do you th- really think he's trying to audition for another year do you really think that he's trying to audition for another team I don't I think he's just going out there to, to try to do the best that he can to win these games. And obviously, I don't know if Brian listened to Ben Roethlisberger's interview this week. He talked about seeing Joe Montana in another uniform and how weird it was. And basically say, saying, I don't want to be that way. I don't want to be that guy that's wearing another uniform. So I, I, to me, if Ben's not with the Steelers, he's not playing NFL football next year.
1: I'm just you guys have me thinking how yeah. many, how many legendary quarterbacks played for just one team? Very few Elway,
0: well, Bradshaw, or, you know, Bradshaw. but not a lot.
1: Then I mean, that's what I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of myself. Tom like, well, Brady I know, is but in a yeah, you're, you're, you know? Thinking about, you're thinking about Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Well, he went to I mean, Denver, I was Brad, say, Brad the Farr, legendary Eli um, Manning. <laughs> Yeah, oh well. gosh, well, I, I don't consider Philip, Philip Rivers, either. Philip Rivers was Williams. high on the on the list, yeah. and he obviously went to Indies yeah. last year. Yeah, are there any others that I'm forget? Like Bart Starr, I, I guess.
0: Bart, Bart Starr was a Packer all his days. Yeah, but the difference um, is those
2: quarterbacks didn't play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers have had three coaches since 1969.
1: Well, what is That's that the, the difference, a
2: quarterback, because they don't. The Steelers. to a fault are not going to do that in that way where someone feels like they still have a lot left to to play and the Steelers are like, you're not worth it. How often have they done that to where those players go on to another team? I mean, you still had, maybe Heinz Ward still wanted to play, but the Steelers said no, but it ended up being the end. Troy Palomalo, players like that, that didn't necessarily want it to be the end, but it was the end and it was the end with Pittsburgh. They're just different than than those other organizations that are that are already, I mean, and that's why I say it could even be to a fault to the Steelers that they're already looking for looking to the next person while you're still there. It's like when my father went to retire, he says, I'm not going to retire. I'm, I'm going to tell them I'm retiring my last day working, and they're not going to know a day beforehand because all they're going to do the entire time once I announce it is they're going to make me feel like I'm replaceable and i'm not going i'm not going to finish out that way the steelers don't make you feel like they're replacing you while you're still there with with some of these greater players i might be totally off on this and you're going to give me a bunch of examples of why i'm wrong <laughs> but that's just how i feel about that especially when it comes to 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 to, to someone like ben Rollinsberg.
1: I don't disagree with the thing you said. It's that I don't think that's what we were talking about.
2: Oh, <laughs> just oh about... No, That's why Ben wouldn't go to another team. I mean, do you think I don't another think team would have... gone Ben's would've... going
1: anywhere. Yeah. I'm just asking. I, mean, I was just think, thinking about an think NFL think another team. Do
2: team would have taken him last year? For, the, for meaning on the last offseason for this year?
1: No. Probably not. Yeah. Brian, go ahead. You want to say
0: something? You know what? If you still have that itch to play... Man, you're gonna you're gonna play. I mean, you even heard Philip Rivers say a couple of times that he would consider coming back this year. You know, you there was all the the thought that Drew Brees could possibly come back. But you know, the thing about it for me is, if Ben Roethlisberger still thinks he wants to uh, wants to play, and another team is going to give him a contract, you know, why not? If you guys decide next week. Brian's a Wang. Let's get rid of him. I might not be done. You might've already decided that, but I might not be done. I might start off my own Brian bad Wang podcast. You know, I, I might, because I would still have the itch, you know, I wouldn't just quit. So if, I mean, it's, it's really hard for these guys to retire at the age of 40. It's, It's tired. It's tough for our parents to retire at 62 and 65, especially guys, you know, they don't want to do that. There there's so much that they still want to do. And then they feel worthless if they're on the couch. When I was uh, I used to uh, work for a rental car company. I was the manager. I would hire all these guys that six months retired. Their wives were kicking them out of the house and they've done everything on the honeydew list. You know, they just wanted something to do, so I'd hire them, and they had the best time of their lives because it really wasn't. It, it was just something to do. It wasn't for the money. And I think for Ben, if Ben's not done, yeah, he'll play in a different uniform. I will too. This week,
2: on uh, the, the, the NFL th- a different monster.
1: Well, <laughs> I hold mean, on. well, hold on. <laughs> yeah. this this week on the Bad Wang podcast. With Brian- <laughs> <laughs> You, there's so many different avenues you can go with that at, uh, with the name. <laughs>
0: Everybody bad. Oh okay. let's, let's,
1: let's get this up on the screen here. Occam's Ox give us 499. I'm treating the next two home games like playoff games, regardless of what Ben does. Hinesfield better be fired up and deafening these final games. Dave, it's on you. Like it's it's all you it's all on you. You better lead the way. That's all we're saying. But um, my, my wife asked me this. She's watching some of the Thursday night game with me. She said, When Ben's done, whatever that is. You think we'll see him again? You think he'll do no. anything TV wise? And I said, I don't think so. I think you might only get here from every now and then. That's Brian, not like, his personality. It doesn't seem like it either. Brian, do you agree or disagree? That's why I'm saying he's going to have that itch.
0: <laughs> so you're saying
1: he won't do any like TV? He's not going to. Be... I don't see
0: him doing TV. He's he's not really an endorsement guy because of his past. He's yeah. a, I I don't see him really being that guy. I can see him sitting on the couch gaining 50 pounds and saying, man, I got to start going to Planet Fitness or something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good place to take a break. So if you're listening (laughs) on the podcast side, go ahead over to part two. We're going to talk about the COVID crap that's going on in the NFL. We're going to give our predictions over under all that stuff. Uh, If you're watching live on Facebook or YouTube, don't go anywhere. We're not going anywhere. We'll be right back.